Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hey there, my name is Aaliyah Lovely and I am the host of a chart tapping podcast called Spiritual Shit. And I have a workshop available to you called Intro Into Your Intuition. It's a training course to teach you more about how intuition can work for you. We cover topics about how to deepen your intuition, how to learn more about truth, overcoming your fears, understanding your sensitivities, and how to connect with the universe. Most importantly, how to distinguish the difference between anxiety and intuition. This workshop is available for easy listening on thelovelyalia.com. And it is only $9.99, which is a very affordable price if you are not able to work with me one-on-one and want to gain insight into intuition through my personal teachings, all available to you right now. So please go over to thelovelyleah.com to get your own copy of Intro Into Intuition and get started with being able to connect to your side of the universe. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely, and I hope so much that this week you had an amazing week, and I mean that. I know I say that every week, but this week in particular, I was laughing at a couple of memes that said, I would love to not be living in a historical moment right now, or I would love to live in precedented times. (laughs) And I thought, yeah, it's kind of a lot, and During this time, I think that a lot of people are coming to a place where we are actually starting to get where we are having some kind of short circuiting (laughs) where our bodies and and the stimuli of everything that we've had to absorb over the last year is maybe, you know, getting to us in a lot of ways. And I've gotten to see how, at least in my own life right now, how like there's a lot of areas in which I'm not giving myself a break in the middle of all of this? Have you done that? Have you been doing that? (laughs) You're still trying to have the same standards for yourself that you had when things were quote unquote normal. And in some ways it's good because like, yeah, it helps you grow and um, it's helping you catalyze towards, um, you know, just higher and bigger and better things. At the same time, there's this element of rest that needs to take place and forgiveness and space and grace and i think i'm i'm just really bad at doing that for myself and so this week has been interesting it's actually why this this episode is late because at the capacity i've been trying to operate under i have just been strapped and you may have heard this kind of on the last few episodes it's been kind of like a month or two of this and trying to fit everything in that you're wanting to fit in while at the same time trying to grow and trying to rest and trying to grace and trying to this and trying to that. So 
it hasn't been the easiest adjustment. I would, I'll just say, speak it from my personal um, experience, especially spiritually. And I think some of you guys heard last week's episode where I kind of talked about, I was kind of feeling like, or not last week, the week before, um, feeling like there was this element of, I'm not on the bandwagon, you know, I'm not, not bandwagon. I'm not on the wagon. <laughs> um, and this process of shifting through that. So what I want to talk to you about today is kind of related to that, but, um, in the essence of, you know, our limiting beliefs and the lies that we tell ourselves. And so what's, what was really interesting is during a lot of my client sessions this week, I had a similar theme coming up for a lot of people. And I noticed that happens in session, um, when collectively we're all trying to kind of purge something. And so I start to note what's happening in the universe or whatever, um, based on my clientele. And I started to on, on break and break down, I should say, um, some of the things that I think you might be going through at the moment. So uh, something that really caught my attention was the limiting beliefs and the things that we tell ourselves and how they keep us from our deepest manifestations. And it keeps us from attracting things that we really want because in fact, those lies and things that we have around us talk us out of what it is that we want and make us feel like we're not worthy enough for the things that we want or that they're out of our reach somehow. And you would be right only because you are the one in charge of the perceptions in which you're putting out into the energetic field. And so while I was listening to some of my clients, I was noticing a lot of their energetic resonance to their words were not agreeing with what it was that they were saying. And I started to see, and actually in my sessions, a lot of times what we do and, and where my gifts or skill set lies is being able to hear the energetic signature of someone's voice outside of what they're just saying. So in some ways, this makes me a good lie detector. <laughs> Not always. Um, but in a lot of other ways, it, it, it allows me to dig in deeper to what it is that they actually believe versus what, versus what it is that they're saying. And so something that was common that came up in lots of sessions, and this wouldn't be breaking any type of confidentiality because, um, it's not, it's not something anyone in particular had said, but I, I noticed this pattern of the way in which we align so hard with what it is that we believe in order to protect ourselves from entertaining a new reality that could possibly render us vulnerable. And I thought that was really interesting because a lot of us are so willing to hold super tight to things that are unhealthy for us for the sake of calling it protection. For the sake of us saying, this is something I can hold on to. And I find it very interesting because I understand it myself. I've been through it, but to be on the other side of it and I wouldn't say other side of it. I haven't conquered this. Okay. But, um, to have brought in some very specific insight to the cross that we bear or the, the words that we hold and trying to see how often or how well we would do when we let go of whatever that perceived, um, 
preconceived notion is or whatever, whatever that developed limiting belief is, whatever lie that it is that we're telling ourselves, but that we may call our own truth. So let's break it down like this. Um, for this whole year, I, those of you, this might be your first episode that you're listening to, but some of you who have listened through the very beginning have seen me through broke, destitute, single, and, and desperate, (laughs) um, you know, poor, like, like lots of the elements of what I'm not dealing with right now. This time last year, this time last year, I was just getting to a place where I was starting to break open some of these unconscious or subconscious belief systems where I had to make a decision and a choice. Can I let go of what I'm considering protection, but what was actually like a cancer to my ability to manifest and my ability to grow and my ability to shift my energy process. So you have the proof, at least from my end, that I came from a place of putting into practice what it looked like to let go of the armor that I thought was protecting me, but in fact was holding me down. So to come at you this year, I'm giving you this podcast from my brand new house. And I'm simply in love with this space. I feel inspired the last 48 hours. All I've been doing is decorating, (laughs) trying to get it into a space that looks something like what the inside of my soul looks like complicated process. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, is that at some point I didn't believe it was possible for me to have certain things. And ultimately this is what manifestation is about for a lot of people. It's about what we can acquire, what we can attain that can include intangible things like growth, spirituality, connection, whatever. And so to see the, the, the difference in the openness that's required, the vulnerability that's required, the, uh, even courage it takes to open your heart and let go of things that are, are no longer serving you. Easy to say, harder to do, but to release those things in order to open up something more magical for yourself. Now I want to do an exercise with you real quick. I want you to close your eyes. Okay. And I want you to think of the thing that you've wanted most in the last few months, maybe your whole life. Okay. And I want you to picture that thing, whether it be a partnership, uh, a new house, a new job, money, connection with a parent, whatever. And I want you to imagine what it would feel like to have that thing, right? We've all kind of done that before. Put yourself, be in the now, whatever. And then I want you to tell me, well, you're not going to tell me, tell yourself, (laughs) um, why you can't have it. What's the reason you can't have that thing? Now, for some of you, you're pretty self-aware and you'll know I can't have this thing because I believe that I'm unlovable and I have this and I have that, and you'll have some self-awareness around it. For some of you, you won't understand or know that your limiting belief is not actually true. Um, I can't have this house because I don't make enough money for this house. Okay. Can't have a partnership because I'm whatever it is. And I want you to write it down, whatever the can't is, because 
in every aspect of what we think our can't is. There, to me, is a perceptual visualization of what we think is true. And then there's the other side. So, for instance, my whole thing was um, my credit's not good enough or I don't make enough money. I'm self-employed. I had all these excuses or reasons why I wouldn't try. And then someone gave me a chance. Found, can't come to find out. Actually, I do qualify. Oh, wow. That was a surprise to me. I've been telling myself for a couple of years that I didn't qualify, even though I've been doing the work. Um, as far as a partner goes, I, I can't acquire a partner because I'm not pretty enough or I'm not skinny enough, or I'm not the right X, Y, Z, or they can't live in this town, or they won't be this way, or they won't accept my weirdness or my (laughs) whatever. And I put that in front of me, and we put that in front of us as a way to talk ourselves out of what we don't feel we're worthy for. So it's an excuse. (laughs) It's our protection and our guard for us to say, see, I knew that wouldn't happen for me. I I don't need to have that expectation because it can't happen for me. I can't do this thing because it's not possible for me. And this is what we, this is how we lie to ourselves. Now, there may be limitations that you might find that you have in the world, right? There may be very obvious ones that like some of you might be like, Aaliyah, bullshit. Like she didn't know my life. (laughs) Like, you don't know how, why it's not possible for me. You don't know why, blah, blah, blah. And you would be right because that is your perceptual lens. So whatever way in which you think about this is going to be your truth. And I found that in, in my clients too, as well, when they got enough courage to let go of the lie that was maybe even protecting them from being happy, They had to get rid of essentially the ego's attachment to being right. And this is our protection mechanism. It's an instinctual thing. We, we make these snap judgments and decisions, maybe not even snap so snap. Sometimes we have trauma that occurs or something else that that keeps us protected. And I don't want to hear any ego talk about how to get rid of the ego or not to live in your ego or blah, blah, blah. Like being, having an ego is a part of being a human. So you can't be this spirit floating up all over the place without an ego. So an ego can be a healthy thing, a healthy process if you're allowing yourself, um, I would say, to to connect with it healthily. When it starts to take over in toxic patterns and do things and, and on its own without any self-awareness, that's when your ego gets in trouble. Anyway, but the process of your ego wanting to protect you in some kind of way and protection comes out of good intentions, right? Like you being in a space of saying, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to feel the devastation of what this could be like if I let myself take this risk. I don't want to get rejected. I don't want, you know, like a lot of, a lot of us have a lot of scarcity mindset that there are only a certain amount of things available to us. And if we take this shot or take this risk and we don't get it, it'll be the end of the world. But it's not true. I know some of you have actually tried. And you got to the end of it and it wasn't the end of the world. You're still here. You're still okay. Yeah, it hurts. It burns. It stings. But you you didn't die, did you? I think of that meme. (laughs) I live in memes. Sorry, guys. Um, Where the guy is driving or something. He's like, but did you die, though? (laughs) And it's kind of like that. Like, 
when we are in the process of trying to figure out what it is that we want for our life and how we want it to look and how we would like to feel and what it is we'd like to acquire, a lot of times we we have to come into contact with how we don't let ourselves really desire what it is that we want. Because if we let ourselves desire it, we have this fear that if we don't get it, it'll be the end of us. It'll be too painful. So guess what happens? We don't let ourselves really want what we want. Thus then, we don't really put out the energy of what, what it is that we want. Thus then what? It doesn't make it possible for us to get what we want. And, and I speak in energy, as most of you know, but when that energy is diverted, when we settle for what looks closest to us versus the big thing that we actually want, it's a, it's a, a dividing of our energies, You wonder why you're not getting strong results and you're bumping into a ceiling all the time. You're feeling like, I just can never get past this. Why? Well, either one, you keep settling for something that's less than what it is you're asking for, giving the universe the wrong signal. Or two, you're in this place where you have a limiting belief about what you want to get over or where you want to get over and you let time get attached to it and that keeps it from feeling like it can be close enough and you, you surrender I wouldn't say surrender. You actually defeat and give up before the, the, the thing actually has a chance to bloom. And I'm not trying to be hard on you. Okay. (laughs) Um, but I, I, I can say this because I've been through it in that process of settling over and over and over for a limiting belief, just to say that I'm right. Just to say that I know how this world works and this is how it works for me. And in some ways, a lot of the lies that we hold on to give us some kind of, you know, like we're special, right? Like, and I hate to admit this because, man, this is a bad look. But I remember when I lived in New York and I was going through all this dating and the rampage, I call it. And I went on so many dates to the point I kept a list. Okay. I kept a fucking list. Someone told me to do that and they said it was good because you can go through and, and, and recognize what you learned from each person. But what I found was after I got after a certain number, it was more of my proof about how people didn't want me. I had a beaming, shiny gold list of all the people who rejected me so that way I could hold on to the lie and the armor that, see, I'm not lovable. No one's going to love me where I'm at. No one's going to love me until I'm a size this. No one's going to love me until I have this and that. I'll have to, I'll have to just give up my body or give up this thing in order for someone to look my way, you know, and built a a whole belief system around it to the point I was holding and hanging on to men who were just the worst, worst. Because even though my heart had a true desire, and even though I knew what it is that I really wanted to call into, I didn't feel worthy of that thing. So I kept my list. I kept going out with Loser McFatty. And <laughs> I don't know why I said Loser McFatty. That just came out. Sure, we'll use that name. Um, and I... It, it, it can continue to confirm that I would talk to friends and they'd be like, oh, you know, maybe it's the guys that you're looking at, or maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And while part of it wasn't part of it was just, you know, the dating game, what I didn't have told to me was part of it was my energy. 
and the way in which I was looking out of scarcity that what was meant for me was going to miss me. I needed to look feverishly and make sure and pursue and this and that and push and push and push because I was working against a lie that was eating me alive. You ever find that you're just in this like place where you're just like, (laughs) you're just panting for this thing, this job offer, this, this response, this text message, whatever. And you're panting for it. Why? What is the hurry? Well, the lie is eating you alive, isn't it? You can't bear the feeling of this lie anymore. And part of your system says that. This is why you're looking for the out, right? This is why you have the belief. This is why you have the hope. Something's out there. Something's better. Something's this, something's that. But can you get to the place where you abandon that lie? where it stops eating you alive and you can come to a place of peace and say, I know what I'm trying to manifest is on its way. Uh, Yes, there's action that needs to be taken, but I can come at this as a from a calm place because I understand that like my perception of this world and what it is that I'm trying to bring into it is, is all about the energy I bring to the table. And I say this to you, um, you know, most importantly, because the lies that we keep that are eating us alive cause us to be in a scarcity mindset that produces an amount of resistance that looks like truth, looks like reality. And if I can just, you know, pitch you an idea, if there is a place where you can find a moment where you understand in peace and know that what is meant for you will not miss you. Well, then guess what? You shift the lie that's eating you alive. So to give you an idea, um, and I say this, I try to say this with so much humility because I know everybody's going through it during COVID, um, that this manifestation of my partner, my incredible partner, person who in a million years, I, at the beginning of my manifestation process, I didn't believe it was possible. I could have it towards the end. I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like I know what it is. I'm calling in, um, to this pregnancy, um, to my dream house, um, that I bought by myself, um, to, through all of these things a year ago, I did not believe it was possible just a year. Okay. And the belief that I held for a very long time was that I wasn't worthy of those things or it didn't work like that for me or, you know, in some way. And that was that specialness that the ego liked. The lie made me special, made me the exception to the rule. Oh, poor little Aaliyah can't get it together. Oh, she just can't seem to hold down that relationship. She always has really bad luck with this all pity party, you know, and the areas in which I'd already conquered, like, um, you know, for photography, right? No problem with manifesting what I wanted in those areas because I'd already proved to myself what my worth was there, but I proved it to myself, right? Um, it was more of like a, from, from working, not an inherent knowing (sighs) very different type of manifestation. But anyway, 
that specialness. I wanted for some reason to hold on to it. I wanted to keep it, hold it sacred because somehow it protected me in the midst of if any rejection did come my way, then this was the reason why I had the reason. I knew they were going to do it. I knew they were going to ghost me. I knew they were going to say this. I knew they were going to leave after this. And then I feel like I'm right. And being right lessened the blow. But what I failed to realize for a very long time is that if I had let go of that belief that was eating me alive, then I wouldn't have had the scarcity in the first place. And I would have allowed myself to position myself in a place where I could be vulnerable And, you know, so be it, if rejection had happened, I could have looked at it and said, you know, what's meant for me won't miss me. So we good. But instead of taking, you know, instead of taking it so personal. And I remember watching something, I can't remember what it was that says, how can we be so arrogant to think that every person has to love us? Every, like that we were not allowed to experience rejection. And I thought about that for a long time, as far as relationships go. I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. So why do I have to get so bent out of shape that someone says not for me? And the, the kind of conclusion I drew from it was, is that there was the, the lie that I'm telling myself is only made powerful if I'm telling myself that. So when someone rejected me or something happened or I didn't get a job or, you know, whatever the thing was, then the only way that lie could be true is then if someone else affirmed it, right? And so if someone came up to me and said, oh my God, Leah, your hair is blue and it's so ugly, you know, I'd laugh in their face and I'd be like, you're an idiot. (laughs) My hair is brown. And there would be no way in which that lie would affect me because I didn't believe it myself. But if someone had come up to me and said, oh gosh, Leah, you are so fat and you are like, who in the hell in the world would love you? Oh man, a year ago, that would have shattered me to dust. It would have been over. And the affirming of that lie, my internal lie, is what would make it inherently true. Someone else can see, oh shit, someone else knows that I'm also worthless. And now, today... I got people tell me all day I'm worthless and I'm like, <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't affect me the same way because I don't believe it. And I don't give the, the validity and the weight to something I don't believe in anymore. So what lies are you still giving food to? What lies are you still letting eat you alive? These are the limiting beliefs that are stopping you from this process of, of deep and beautiful ma- uh, manifestation. And the things that you're trying to create in your life, like my, I deeply want to inspire you today, if I can do anything today, is, is to let that go. Find out what it is and where it lives. Get its number and its address and say, okay, sorry, you can't, you can't live here anymore. I'm not going to believe this anymore because you're getting in the way. And for some people, that's going to be really hard because you've built a strong relationship with that lie. That lie has gotten you through high school and college, and it's become a part of your identity and who you are, and it's become a part of the way in which you operate. How could you ever? It's a safety blanket. It's your teddy. It's the, you know, it. 
How can you part with something that's been with you for so long? But I challenge you to do it because if you want what's on the other side of manifestation, you have to let it go. There is no, I can believe that I'm a lovable and attract the most amazing person in my life who's going to love me no matter what. There's, there is a partial to that. That's my only exception. There's a part where you start to figure out, wait a minute, I'm not worthless. I recognize this lie and I'm working on it because I'm not telling you, you need to be healed before you can call things in, but you have to become aware that it's there. If you can't be aware that it's there, it'll be so difficult to see a manifestation. If it was right underneath your nose, you wouldn't recognize it. You would say, what the fuck is this? this stinks. You wouldn't even be able to see it for what it was. And this is why it's so important for us to get very intimate with our shadow work, get very in tune with areas in which we're having these projections and these lenses that come around what it is that, um, the way in which we see the world. And we believe that it's our true reality. And I, and I, I know we talk about truth on the show and we talk about spirituality and all kinds of stuff. But I want to, I'm, I'm specifically talking about this when it comes into your manifestation and how you view your own life, how you see your own life. And, um, something came to mind earlier today. I, I had this memory. I was just driving and it popped into my head. And I remember I was maybe seven, I think. And, um, it was maybe, it was kind of like rainy or winter day. And I was like, mom, can we get Wendy's? Can we get Wendy's? Can we please go get some Wendy's? Blah, blah, blah. And we're super poor. So like, it was a special event if we could ever go to get some fast food anywhere. So my mom would collect quarters and pennies and nickels and dimes or whatever for all of us to go get something. Mind you, it's my mom and then four small children. So if I'm seven, that means my brother was just born. Anyway, so we get in the car (laughs) um, and we're on our way and we're super excited and you know, whatever. And my mom blows a tire. So our car is stopped in the middle of the road and I start crying immediately. And she's, she's like, it's okay. It's okay. We'll find, you know, we're going to get this, you know, we're going to get that. And immediately the perception was, this is my fault. This is my fault. I'm the one who wanted to go get Wendy's. I'm the one who wanted to do this. I'm the one, this is why we're stuck. This is why we're stranded. And now we're not safe. It's my fault. And so I'm crying in the back of the car and my mom's going, are you okay? You're okay. It's okay. Um, someone, someone came and helped us and like, uh, put the jack on or whatever and fixed our tire. But like the whole time she's, she's asking me like, why are you, why are you so upset? And I was like, cause it's my fault. We had to come out here and we had to do this or whatever. Not really recognizing too, that compoundedly, if that's a word. Um, when I ask people for things that hurts people, And some of you guys have heard of other episodes where I've mentioned this, this being kind of like a compound lie that I've had in my life for a long time. Um, when I ask people for things, uh, it makes them feel bad. So I don't want to have to ask for anything. I have to do everything on my own. Um, I can't let anybody contribute to my life because it may hurt them. I'm a burden to them. I'm not worthy of asking for help because when I ask for help, it, 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 it affects them poorly. So, you know, I'm not worth asking or that favor or whatever that thing is. And that came to my mind today and I thought, wow, how strong that has lived throughout my life. How strong it's, it's, it, even now I'm being pregnant with ankles that look like fucking elephant, man. 
how I still struggle to ask my partner, can you give me a glass of water? It's, I can do it now, but it's hard. It's still hard for me. I have to second guess. I, I guess I'll get up and do it myself. Or if I ask someone and they can't do something for me right away, or if they seem like they're having something, um, you know, like, uh, like it's going to be inconvenient. No, 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 don't worry. I'll do it. Um, it's the reason why I have a hard time delegating work and tasks to other employees. And, you know, like I was just talking with my agency today and I've been, you know, basically producing my show <laughs> and they're like, Hey, can you, you want to hand off some of that stuff? Because I have such a hard time with feeling like I can give something um, you know, delegate something, ask someone to do something for me because in some, somewhere deep down, I'm still struggling with the lie that, uh, you know, what I ask of other people is going to hurt them. It's going to inconvenience them. It's going to bother them. It's going to have consequences in some kind of way. So I can't do that. And some of you guys have listened before. Um, it was the lie that I came in contact with in Bali that opened up my awareness to actually manifest this entire year. I swear to God. Like the, the energy in which I was outputting where I was so energetically constipated that I couldn't call anything in because I couldn't ask for anything either. It, 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 it emanated into the way in which I communicated to the universe as well. I kind of want this kind of want that, but please universe give me this. But with the energy of like, can I really ask for that? Are they really going to give me that? Do I really deserve that? Will there be consequences if I get the thing that I want? Will I inconvenience other people by succeeding more? Even to the point of like, okay, like we have, we have this incredible manifestation course that we're getting ready to come out, um, how to manifest your soulmate. Okay. And to the point, like so much valuable information. I have this wonderful, uh, girl, I'll introduce you guys later this week to her, um, who we're collaborating together with. And it, it's still hard for me to talk about my blessings because I'm afraid it may hurt someone in some kind of way. Is that absurd? I mean, I don't think it's absurd just because I'm, I'm dealing with it, but like, you might be like, girl, that's stupid. Anyway. So my, my point is, is that the, the things that we've become attached to, the lies that we've become attached to, the limiting beliefs that we've become attached to sometimes become more a part of our identity in ways that we are willing to let ourselves continue to be eaten from the inside out than to let it go in order to be happy. Because at least we know it's the devil we know versus the devil we don't. Okay. And energetically as well, it doesn't, it doesn't command us and allow us to open our energy in places that call us to be more vulnerable, require us to be more vulnerable. And I'm telling you right now, because, because I've been through it, that vulnerability, once you release what it is that you're holding on to, first of all, it's the hardest thing to do. Okay. I'm not going to say it like it's easy, but the moment that I stepped into an energy and said, okay, like, I don't want this anymore. I'm done with you. I'm done with this lie. I'm done with how this like makes my life operate. I'm done seeing the world this way. I really would love to see things in a different light. And I know sometimes that's hard because sometimes a different light doesn't exist. And I say that as a caveat, because there are, there are areas in our lives where things, there are some very hard lines. Okay. So I'm not taking that away from you, but when it comes specifically to manifestation, what perspective is going to be best served for you to be able to energetically open up things to call in the life that you want? 
because I don't believe that manifestation is here just to be like some type of catalog that we have for us to be able to order whatever it is that we want. Okay. I know that a lot of people who watch The Secret and stuff is like, just like ordering from a catalog. It is, but it's not. <laughs> I think that when you open yourself up to vulnerability and you open your part, place in your heart where you say, I'm ready to receive what it is the universe has for me, then you begin to essentially unlock desires that have always been there as a way to attract what it is that was always meant for you. And I mean, some people look at it differently. It's like, yeah, I just decided I wanted this today or whatever. But sometimes the things that we're trying to manifest are uh, as a result of some of our scarcity mindset, right? I want this because other people have it. I want to have this purse because other people have it. That's not necessarily your true desire. So you have to look at why you want what you want and how, why, like the, 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 where is it coming from? Is it purely from you because this is what you desire? You being influenced in some kind of way. Ultimately, that that's a whole nother episode we can talk about, but ultimately getting to the base of what is the lie that's standing in your way? What is the lie that gets, makes you energetically constipated? Okay. And how can you remove that block and say, okay, I'm done with you. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to open my heart up to what it is that I really would like to call in. But also recognizing that that requires a level of vulnerability you have to be ready for. And hell, maybe you're not, maybe you don't even have to be ready, but you have to actionably move into that space. You have to say, okay, I'm going to release this. And I remember the day that I did it, my, my stomach hurt so bad because it was letting go of my safeguard. It was letting go of my protection. It was a place where I said, okay, if I, if I want something different, I have to let this go. And it was like a, an old friend that was like, what are you doing? You're breaking up with me. <laughs> like we're, we're old buds. And I was like, nah, like this is it. We're done. I'm through with you. We're moving on. And from that point on the entire world changed, like everything changed. I give out all this free content for you guys because I, I, I dearly hope that what it is that I'm learning in real time can, can help you do the same. And I, I do believe in some aspect I've been putting on this world to, on this earth to do this very thing. And in the, the beauty of that is that like here pretty soon we have some courses coming up that I can't wait to, to unf unveil and show for you or whatever. But like, if, if nothing else <laughs> happens, um, you know, out of all the things that I've been trying to do with my own life, you have a, a record of the last year of my life to see ways in which my mentality has shifted and what it has brought into my life. So trust me here when I say that if you can get in tune and in touch with what the lie is, and you can get intimately and acutely aware of the ways in which you hold on to it for dear safety to protect yourself from vulnerability, then by all means, get rid of the armor, drop it now and say, I'm ready for what you have for me, universe. I am no longer willing to hold on to something to protect myself and to keep myself being right. I'm ready to be happy. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if this episode has helped you in any way, shape or form, repost it on your stories today. Repost it or send it to someone you love and give that energy back to someone else 
or at least spread it to your audience about maybe us spreading this message to not have to listen to these lies anymore. I would like to see in this year so many people move to places that they 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 have dreamt of in ways that they never thought could have been possible, but now believe that they are. So my call to you today is is nothing more than just to share this episode or this podcast with someone to pass the energy on. And hopefully you got something really deep and meaningful out of today's episode. I love you guys. I've, even if I've never met you or seen your face, like just to connect with you and be able to know that there is some way in which I'm even affecting your life. Know that you're also affecting mine. Okay. Let's pay it forward. I'll talk to you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Aaliyah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you.